1: 18 plus. Hello everyone, welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Hope you're all doing very very well. You certainly should be because we are back. Arsenal are back in the Champions League and as ever I'm joined by the wonderful JJ to preview Our first Champions League fixture in over six years. Tell you what, mate, I'm I'm a little bit excited for this one.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, so am I. I think I I saw Summit uh, earlier today. I can't remember who tweeted it, so apologies. I can't credit them. But they were saying that the last game in the Champions League, I believe it was just a mere three or so weeks after Arteta retired as a player. And then um, it was Unai Emery as the opposition manager to Arsene thinker for us. I'm like, Oh my God. I mean, God almighty. yeah, I'm like, it's, but I'm like, all oh, that's happened in six years. I mean, yes, it was my birthday yesterday, wasn't it? I like, and I'm like, Oh my, I feel, I feel so, I'm like sick. Those six years have gone. I mean, to be fair, 2020 felt like 10 years in one year, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, just for the sheer boredom of just sitting there, not being able to do anything, but, I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, those six years feel like forever ago to me.
1: And whilst it's on the top of my mind, happy belated birthday, mate! How do you uh, how do you spend your special day?
2: Um, I was just with the family, mate. Very, very simplistic. Um, the the drinking session will be on the Saturday, which could be dangerous because I need to be up for the for the derby on Sunday. So
1: big night in Chelmsford.
2: It is. It is. I'll probably see. I can't remember his name, but he'll probably, yeah, if if you'll see you'll see me, I won't see him. He, he if you're pre-drinking like, if in the local away. Tesco,
1: I'm sure I'm sure he will find you. <laughs> but um, yeah, happy belated birthday, mate. Hope you had a cracker oh, and hope you, you have a blinder at the weekend as well. Thank you. Now, before we get into the PSV game, I'm gonna mention this early doors because I'm conscious if I leave it to the end, a lot of people will have tuned out and they're gonna miss out on this fantastic opportunity that we've got here on the same old Arsenal YouTube channel and the platform in general isn't exclusive to youtube whether it's on spotify apple music amazon music if that's a thing wherever it may be we have teamed up with the wonderful ruth beck art and a uh, couple of times a month uh, she has very very kindly donated a couple of pieces of her artwork um, to give away on the channel and um, like i say, i'm mentioning this at the start so everyone has the opportunity to enter All you have to do to enter to win this wonderful piece that I'm showing on the screen now, Um, I believe it comes framed as well. All you've got to do to enter and win that is uh, email the same old arsenal at gmail.com with the subject header giveaway in block capitals. And then, if you could put your Twitter handle in there as well, um, then we can uh, announce the winner. We're going to be closing it about midday on Friday, so please do get is involved. Is That
2: easy, James? Is that? Easy? It is that easy? Yeah, we did wow. think we
1: did um and r ah about answering a question. To no it, excuse not to
2: email in. Folks. Exactly.
1: There are there are no excuses. In fact, I'll be expecting an email from you, mate. It could be a, a nice. Oh, I don't know. I don't
2: know if I'll be allowed. The, I think you know we, It we could we, be classed we, as conspiracy.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. But look. Here it is, just just to my right or left, how depending on how you're viewing it. Um, it's a lovely piece. Make sure you enter. Roof's work is absolutely phenomenal. World and class. Um, yeah, for the foreseeable future, we're giving away two pieces a month. So, for you know the sake of one two minutes to send an email, do it. It's a no brainer, yeah. and we will get the winner announced on uh, on Friday. But. That's enough of that, because we've got a big one coming up tomorrow. Um, Mate, I don't know where to to start, really. I mean, the the buzz for the Champions League, I'm sure we've all had the the Champions League music playing um, over the past couple of days. I think, uh, you know, when I'm at the ground tomorrow and... You've got the music ringing around the Emirates stage. I'm, I think a lot of us are going to be having goosebumps, but um,
2: I did think you see uh, Jesus's comment. Yes,
1: yeah, I did. Yeah, they've been playing um, it
2: in the gym. I'm like, this I, love, I, I love that. Oh, no, get them, get them pumps up. Get them pumps
1: up. And I don't know if you've seen that video of uh, Smith Rowe passing the ball to Declan Rice. Yeah. It just takes, takes a minute to look at the ball. Yeah, it's, like, it's brilliant. Oh, yeah, this is fantastic. You've got to remember, so many of these players are experiencing it for the first time. You know, Declan Rice hasn't played in the Champions League because Saka hasn't played in the Champions League. Martinelli hasn't played in the Champions League. Unfortunately, he's not going to play tomorrow night. But a load of these players, it's their first time, which I think makes this so much more exciting for them, for us, because we just don't know quite what we're going to get. And there's that sense of anticipation around it. We're all in this together. We're all starting a new journey. JJ, for you, how important is it that Arsenal Football Club is back in the Champions League?
2: Oh, it's humongous. I mean, um, you've just mentioned it there, James. Declan Rice, you do not get a £105 million outlay on a player unless you have Champions League football. Now, do I believe Arsenal could do it without Champions League football? Yes, I do. But they probably wouldn't have wanted to. Plus, with FFP and everything else, you're going to need that Champions League money to sort of balance it all out. So, yeah, the Champions League football is absolutely pivotal. And, I mean, James, as far as... Our European standing as a club is, you know, I don't diminish the Cup Winners' Cups. I mean, they were sort of before my supporting time. Obviously, it was 94. I started really going in 96. So it skipped me by about two years. And uh, I know how important they were to fans that did see them. And But other than that, our our European pedigree is absolutely terrible compared to the rest. And I, I think we really need to rectify that. I want to go as far as possibly we can in this competition, James. I don't just want to be in it just to, you know, get a lot of banter towards them noisy neighbours that don't have any in European football at all. But I don't want to be in it and then just be without it or in the Europa or the conference in the next couple of weeks' time. So, yeah, I hope, you know, when, when that group come out, yes, it's favourable in terms of a Champions League group. However, I don't think anyone in this group's a gimme, James. I don't think PSV tomorrow's a gimme game. And, um, yeah, I hope we're all ready and just, you know, up for it. But still, you know, don't let the occasion take away from the job at hand. It's one of them, you know, just keep your focus, keep your head in the game and uh, let's get the job done. Because we're, we're more than capable of beating PSV. We've done it already. So, you know, we've done them in the, we beat them in the Europa League. Did, or did we draw with them first and then they beat us? Did they away or something?
1: Yeah, I think that it was... The game away. I'm not sure if the stakes were quite as high as they were in the first game. Hmm. Um, but I remember, I remember that the away game, I'm pretty sure we lost it or we didn't get yes. a good result. I remember that, yeah. Um, yeah. but I mean, we're coming up against the PSV side that arguably aren't as strong as they were the yeah. last time we played them. Obviously, they, they've they lost Madueke, they've lost uh, Cody Gakpo. Um, seems to be the way we, with clubs in the Eredivisie. you know, we, we've done it ourselves by poaching Urian Timber from Ajax. They, they do seem to be players that move on from that league. Um, that said, they've had an impeccable start to the season over there in Holland. They're, they're tearing teams apart and you've only got to look at how they swept aside uh, Rangers um, in qualification. I mean, they beat them 5-1 at home. So, OK, it's it's a, it's a home game. Um, it's a game that on paper we should win. Like you say, I don't think it's going to be quite as black and white as that. I don't think this is going to be a four or five nil hammering. I think this could be a, a you know a cagey one two nil win, or it could be, could even be a draw. I really mm-hmm. hope that's not the case. But this is this is a tough game. Um, I know obviously we we're not avid watchers of the Eredivisie, but what have you made of P S V so far this season?
2: Yeah, well, they, they, they've had to qualify to be in here, so they've already played you know like four European games, which I think helps them in terms of the squad that they've got like bedding and get used to European kind of opposition and football. And yeah, like you said, they swept Rangers and then I think it was Sturm Graz as well in the first qualifying round. They beat them 7-2 on aggregate. And like you said, I think their last, is it three or four games, they've won them all 4-0. So their, their score, you know, Arsenal at the moment aren't as free flowing and free scoring as we were this time last season. We're still in, you know, what I will say is, I think we're so much better in terms of controlling games, James. And I attribute that to the new signing that's come in and then obviously reverting back to the system that we all want, you know, key players coming back from injuries. But the, these guys are no slouches and they are absolutely pumping sides. And like I said before, I don't think that they're going to be phased about facing us at all. They're going to be up for it. The fans are going to be up for it. So, we just need to, we just need to get on and do what we do. And yeah, you're right. They don't have Gakpo and Maduweki, and they don't have Zabi Simons as well, who absolutely tore us apart in that game at their ground. He was he was fantastic. I I wanted him in the summer. I thought that he, he was so good off that performance that I was like, he, I don't, I wouldn't mind seeing him in an Arsenal shirt. You know?
1: Yeah, I'm fairly confident that we'll see a few players that we probably haven't heard of tomorrow night, and we'd we'll be like, oh. yeah. He's a player. Um, so that's what I'm expecting from PSV. They've just got this way. I mean, all the teams in the Eredivisie seem to do it. They just find these players and then they play against us and they look fantastic. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. Certainly expecting it to be difficult. And I think there's an expectation that we are going to rotate in this game. But obviously we can't and shouldn't do it to the extent that we did in the Europa League. Um, arguably in the Europa League, particularly last season, I don't think we rotated drastically. I think we rotated more heavily than you would in a Champions League, but we still didn't rotate to the absolute extremes of playing uh, another 11, which, you know, isn't even a possibility for us at the minute. We haven't got the yeah. the, the required players. No. Um, no. <laughs> not that I would want us to do that anyway, but I think there's going to be a lot of discussion throughout this podcast of who's going to play where. But I want to start with the goalkeeper, because obviously David Rea came in at the weekend, kept a clean sheet against Everton, had zilch to do. But confidence boosting performance is probably the ideal game for him to have started and for for him to have got a win in. Um, A lot of people are saying that whoever starts this game on Wednesday and whoever starts the North London derby, they're going to be the the first choice so let's say Ramsdale starts tomorrow night he's going to be the Champions League keeper and let's say Reyes starts on Sunday he's going to be the league keeper I don't think it's as clear as you've got your Champions League keeper and you've got your league keeper I I don't think it's as plain sailing as that I think you know it's going to be a case of when we've got congestions of fixtures like this you're going to see one play, two games, one play, one game, one play, two games. It's, it's going to mix and match. I think, you know, they'll share the games in, in all competitions, to be quite honest. Um, what did you make of Raya coming in the weekend and who do you think is going to start tomorrow night?
2: Um, I, I I was very impressed with Raya at the weekend. I, I think that, you know, Arteta alluded to it, that he's now got keepers that he can use for specific games and situations. And he's looking at it.
0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Everton were a big side that you knew were going to play for the set pieces or the crosses and everything. And I do think David Rea, um, not just statistically, but with my own eyes, James, watching him for the last couple of years that he the Brentford, a bit of the league, he is much better at claiming crosses or those high, you know, they class him as those high claims. I think he is better than Aaron Ramsdale. For that, and it, the one thing I did like as well is, and it's it's a great indication for what can happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, the drop off is, you know, with Turner. I didn't think Turner was a terrible, terrible goalkeeper, but he was a he wasn't one that suited Arsenal at all because uh, he he just did not have the level to play. You know, with his feet that the uh, modern goalkeepers are required to have, especially one that's going to play under Mikhail Tetta. But the defence and there was no drop off there, was there really? If anything, some people said that it was a you know there was an improved. They felt it was improved compared to when Ramsdale's in there. I still think got to see a bit more of that to judge that for myself. But in terms of who I think is going to start tomorrow, I do think he's going to start Ramsdale, James, because I think he'll go with the people that got him there, and I think Rea would accept and understand that.
1: Um, I th- I think he's going to get games anyway though. Yes, I think oh, you know I'm certain you know Ramsdale could start this game and I think he should start this game yeah. because I'm in total agreement with you. Look, he he got us there. No one will be more buzzing than him to play this game, you know. I think exactly. he really deserves it and I think he'll have a great performance for what it's worth. But then you could see Raya start um you know at the, at the weekend for example and then you know he could also play a later Champions League game. Fingers crossed we've got the group tied up and he could be playing there you yeah, exactly. you know, one, one of those games. So I think I don't I don't like that people are reading into this so much. I saw an, an insane quote earlier today from Shaka Hislop, of all people, saying that he um, really, really, you know, quite passionately uh, didn't like what we're doing by having two goalkeepers. And, you know, I, I think I mentioned it before that I think one of them will inevitably go because, yeah. you know... I, 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 one of them is just going to want to play week in week out even if they split the games 50 50 that's still probably not going to be enough games for both of them um so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. But for the here and now, whilst they both seem to be happy, we, we've got two genuine world class keepers um at the club if you if you want to go that far. But I do think um Ramsdale is teeter on that, I do think David Raya is is arguably, you know, already there. So very, very exciting. Um, do you think it's not that I want to stand on the topic for too long, but do you think it, it's as big of an issue as been as been made out in the media because we've seen these links already that Chelsea and Bayern Munich are now sniffing yeah. around Aaron Ramsdale. It's been a day.
2: Yeah, but if that if that does happen, James, I don't have a problem with that from the point of view of that this is a guy that's just signed a new four year, uh, four or five year. I think it was a four year contract. He he was voted by his peers as the PFA goalkeeper of the season, even though Allison and what have you had the more clean sheets, the the the, the pros within the league, said that Ramsdale was the best keeper they faced. So if he is to go, it's not like the old days. You you, you can command up to a £75 million fee for this guy, I believe. You know, he's not going to be sold for chump change. We're going to get serious money for him if he does decide to go. So that softens the blow a bit because I personally would like to see both of them stay, but I don't believe that's going to happen. And obviously I think Ramsdale is going to be the one that does go, but, I think it's, I said it at the weekend, James, I don't know if you uh, watch the game on, you know, there's various ways to watch games now. I don't know if you watch the Sky coverage or if you mute, mute them at half time and listen to the radio like some others, or you just don't listen to them at all and you just put the commentary on when it comes back on. Very, very lazy analysis going on of Arsenal at the moment, because like I've said before, Arsenal fans nibble at things. We do take bait and we nibble and that bumps up engagement for, all these channels and these people and what have you. And I've got no problem with Shaka Hizlop. I actually quite like him on ESPN FC. He's one of the few that I like on there. Um, But for me, what is the problem with having as many great players at your disposal as possible? Is it just because they're goalkeepers? That's a problem. Because all I ever hear, James, about Real Madrid is how brilliant it is that they've got Tushimeni, Camavinga, Bellingham, Cruz and Modric all at the same time. So why why is it that Real Madrid with five brilliant midfielders is seen as fantastic, but Arsenal, just because they've got two great goalkeepers, oh, this is insulting or oh, that he, he's upset Ramsdale. Ramsdale's dad <laughs> has been on other podcasts saying that his son relishes this challenge and wants this challenge. So I'd rather hear it from the horse's mouth than the horse's rear end (laughs) about what, you know, what's going on there. I, I I just think it's lazy. I think it's something that they're just, you know, any kind of, and again, Arteta does like his experiments and sometimes they go well, sometimes they don't, but it's happened with Pep as well. But I, I don't know. I just, I just find it lazy, James. I find it really, really, it's just something that they just seem to cling on to to take a, cheap dig at Arsenal because we've got two good goalkeepers yeah. what's, what's the problem with that? Other, other teams have had, if, if Edison, sorry if if um, we didn't have who we had in goal and Liverpool didn't have Alisson the sub goalkeeper, is it Bravo at Man City?
1: Bravo, cool. how many years are you going back?
2: Well, who, who was the one that played against us in the Community Shield? Ortega Ortega, that's it Claudio
1: would, Bravo. Sorry, mate. Or, him out.
2: <laughs> Ortega would be a number one for any other club in the league apart from us, City, and Liverpool, because he's that. He's he's fantastic, and yet it's not a problem for Man City to have two good goalkeepers. But if Arsenal have two good goalkeepers,
1: yeah, and he's not a young guy either, Ortega. I mean, he's you know for a goalkeeper, he's at the absolute peak of his powers. So yeah, you know, to have someone like him on the bench, um, really good buy by City actually, because he came from a I think slightly lower league team. Um, not that I'm going to start praising City, but you know, good bit of business there. Um, but then you only need to look at Brighton as well, who I have been rotating their keeper, you know, yeah. quite a, quite a bit this season. You know, because it's Arsenal that there has to be a talking point. And it's the same thing um, with regards to the lazy analysis that you mentioned. With regards to the corners, like that, that the way they picked that out, yeah. I mean, for God's sake! I mean, that benefits the opposition more than it yeah. benefits us if you're well, going to look at it that way.
2: I, I thought Walcott was fantastic with them. Um I, I mean, he's not, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be our, you know, staunch defender of everything. You know, I don't think he's going to be delusional and that everything Arsenal does is great. But I agreed with him when he said, you know, Arsenal aren't in control of the time. You know, they haven't got the watch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it's ridiculous. It was, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And yeah, Robert there is, or Tager is better than O'Nana. I'll have, yeah. He is. At the I mean, minute, yeah. I, I wouldn't yeah. be arguing with that. No, no.
1: Anyway, goalkeeping debate aside, because I think this is something we could talk about all evening long and have its own separate podcast on. Um I think the defence is where we're obviously the most limited in terms of the changes we can make. Yeah. Um Because we, we've only got six players, really, to pick from. And, you know, even our standing right back in Thomas Partey isn't available at the minute. So... <laughs> What changes would you be making to our back four, if any?
2: Right, James. This is this is really difficult because I'm with you. I don't think that we can. However, there is a lot of people. I'm I I am not necessarily firmly in that camp, but there's a lot that feel that Ben White is not very good when he has to play. To, you know, he's not a two game a week player.
1: Oh nonsense! No, well, no, no, no. If there's well, anyone for, I'd be keeping in, it's Ben White.
2: Well, that's it for me as well especially after that game at the weekend. And I, I know that um, Trossard obviously got it from Arsenal's Twitter account and uh, Declan Rice got it from Sky. But Sinchenko, from, I gave Sinchenko my man of the match. I thought Sinchenko was fantastic. So I wouldn't be dropping him either. Um, I wouldn't be bring, bringing Kivior in for Gabriel or Saliba. So I think the defence, you've, you've got to keep it as it is and then if you want to save someone towards the end, be that Ben White or be that Zinchenko, you've got you're lucky there that you've got Tommy Asu that can play left or right. Or if you just want to do it and have someone on the left, you've got Kivior that can play on the left hand side or as a centre back if you wish. So you've got options. Um, but I don't think that we should be, you know, needing them until like the end if you want to preserve some legs with the five subs. I wouldn't I wouldn't be changing that back four at all, mate.
1: So there's one change that I would make, which I think um, you can be pretty okay with. I don't think it's going to disrupt the flow of things too much, or at least I hope it wouldn't. Initially, I did want to see Kivior starting in place of Zinchenko, And the more I thought about that, I think it's going to be too disruptive because then you essentially got a back line of four centre-halves. And I don't think that's going to be dynamic enough for the way we want to play. But the one change I think we can make and get away with potentially, is Tommy Asu coming in for Saliba. And I know that's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. But for me, given the way Saliba was running to the ground last season, and given that he had that injury, I would be erring on the side of caution with him. And I think Tommy Asu has started the season really well, to be honest. I know he's not really started games, but when he's come off the bench, I just think he's looked fantastic and you've only got to look at his performance for Japan against Germany where he was outrageously good Um so I think if you're going to make a change it would be Tom Yasu coming in for Saliba and you either play him as the right centre-back or you do that classic back four we had a couple of seasons ago where you bring in Ben White back at centre-half Tom Yasu at right back I've got no issues with that I think that's going to be a fine back four do you think that could work?
2: Oh yeah of course but I, I can't I can't see him dropping Saliba And I can't see Saliba going, first ever chance at Champions League and you're putting me on the bench. I I, I can't see that happening at all, mate.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Do you think um,
1: this is the sort of game where, depending on the game state, obviously, he would potentially look to bring people off around the 60-minute mark because you, you I'm just thinking we've yeah. got that North London derby coming exactly. in. Exactly. Someone like Zinchenko. Um I mean, Yamara's put it in the chat here. Do you think he can go full 90 again? I mean, he's coming back from injury as well. He's the one that I'm really worried about.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh if you look at it, I believe that Zinchenko was fit for the uh, Spurs game last season. But he started Tomiyasu, didn't he? Because he was like, yeah, he's better 1v1 against Kulisevsky and Son, depending on which one they put out wide. So he could start Sinchenko tomorrow and put Asu from the start, at either, you know, like you said, at fullback um, for that game. Because I do I do still believe, as much as Tomiasu's been slightly critiqued, and I think he's grown, especially that Palace game, he grew into it and everything else. And I thought he was brilliant when he came on against Man United. Um I, I do believe he is still one of our best 1v1 defenders at the club. And he's one of them that actually enjoys the art of defending. So, yeah, I think I think, uh, I think that Sinchenko might start tomorrow, but then he won't. You know, Sinchenko's injury record is very, very bad. So I think he might preserve him for the derby and go for, go for the better defender for that one.
1: Yeah, and you've got to remember, I mean, you know i don't think we need to make too many wholesale changes because okay you know we are having a lot of games in quite a quick succession but we are still very early on into the season and i do think in that game against brentford uh in the carabao cup i don't think you're going to see a, a, an entirely rotated team but i think that's where you rest someone like zinchenko um and if we can get through tomorrow and he can get through spurs that's your time to rest him. We,
2: we, we're, we're saying all this, James. You're not giving Cedric a game. You know, he's in the squad for the Champions League. <laughs> I mean, are you? No, no, no.
1: You Having no. him on the bench tomorrow at all?
2: I, James, I wouldn't trust Cedric to carry the prime in the little things, mate. That's, that's, you know.
1: Well, I know we're jumping the gun a little bit, but we have got that game <laughs> next week against Brentford. Do you think... Yeah, he's probably yeah, going to play that. You think he'll play it?
2: I think he'll probably play in that. I, ho- I, I would rather see Rail Waters play. He's either a full, but you know, a left back option. But I could, I could see him potentially playing either a Ben White or Tommy Asu as a right back, and then Cedric as a left one. Yeah.
1: Well, let's not entertain the thought of Cedric <laughs> playing anytime soon. But look, he is still part of the club. If he starts at any point this season, got to get behind him. But. I've not got an issue with Cedric. It's just I have an issue with us being in a position where we need him, um, which I really hope does not happen at any point this season. So fingers and toes crossed for that. But JJ, let's move a little bit further up the pitch. I want to see the same midfield that started at Goodison Park. Um, I thought it was really good. I really liked Fabio Vieira's performance. I want him to continue building on what has been a really good start to the season from his point of view. Declan Rice... No debate there. Has to start this game. Martin Odegaard starts this game. So it's really only between Fabio Vieira and Kai Haberts for that left eight role. However, going to throw something at you. A certain Mr. Jorginho has gone under the radar quite a lot this season. And I sometimes, I'm not saying this to be rude, I do sometimes forget we've actually got him. Because Declan Rice seems to have just taken over and the thought of Jorginho coming and playing and starting games for Arsenal uh just isn't something that's even crossing my mind at a minute but I was thinking about this the other day I do wonder if you could perhaps play a system and I don't think this will happen but if you had Jorginho at the base doing what he does best and then you had Declan Rice playing in that left eight role with Erdegaard on the right now for me I want to see Declan Rice evolve into that left eight position anyway I think that's where he's going to play his best football for us I think he's got all the attributes to play that role um I don't think Jorginho is the right player necessarily to be at the, the base of that trio. Um, but against PSV at home, I, I do think it's a, a viable option. Like I said, I don't think it's the option Arteta will go with. But Jorginho is a quality player. Shouldn't forget that. Um, and this is a game that I think he'll be, you know, anticipating he could be in contention of starting. Um, what are your thoughts on that, mate? Do you think Jorginho could get a game?
2: Yeah, from from what you've said, I mean, um, I don't think that a lot of fans will appreciate what they would say is, quote unquote, two sort of number sixes at home in our first Champions League game. I think they'd want us to be a bit more front foot and go for it. But I think if you look at it like we were talking about earlier, the goals that they've been scoring and the, the way that they've been pumping teams, I wouldn't necessarily be mad at having a bit more defensive you know, solidarity with a Jorginho in there bit more you know he's he's an extra leader as well let's not forget he's one of the more mature players in the squad so yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't begrudge that happening but I, I think you're right mate I, I think he's gonna go for Fabio and uh I, Fabio deserves it you know he, he unfortunately got an assist chalked off at the weekend I know that it's the law per se but uh, yeah I think it was very unfortunate that that got ruled out offside and he was robbed of a brilliant assist for Martinelli at the weekend he, hasn't, he you... hasn't set a foot wrong. I, for me, when his momentum's this high, I would, keep him, I would keep him going. Because he seemed last season like he was a confidence kind of person. And then coming in and out and starting against what really were big physical teams. And he hadn't really settled it. I think he's a lot more confident in himself now compared to what he was before. So I wouldn't hook him out. Because I'm like, well, no. Once you're once you're given us these eight, you know, seven eighths out of tens a game, why why disrupt that? Keep him in. But um, you got to think as well. He wants to build the confidence up of Kai. You know, he wants to keep Kai Havertz confidence up as well. I mean, he was only inches away from being a hero in that Man United game, wasn't he? You know, the chance that he fluffed, and then if he scores that. He penalty. Penalty. Yeah. If he gets the goal and assist in the game, it's a completely different debate about Kai Havertz at the moment. So, yeah, it's 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 very tricky. I I wouldn't like to be Arteta down there tomorrow, James. He's got a lot to think about. But that's what he gets the money for. That's what we, you know.
1: Well, I I really hope that we're in a position where we're able to bring Havertz into the game with ample time left to play. Because I'm like you, I I think Vieira has to start. You know, you have to play the guy that's in form and you know, he he may well be in with a shout of starting the North London derby, which if you'd have told me that a couple of months ago that we'd be starting Fabio Vieira in the North London derby, I'd have laughed you out of the building with all due respect. He just didn't seem ready physically. He didn't seem ready. But what I was really encouraged by in the game at Goodison Park was he was able to cope with the physical battle. And given that he can now do that, his technical ability is allowed to come through. So, yeah, I'm really excited about what he can do this season. And, you know, if, you, if you're, you know, putting a gun to my head now, and the options are Vieira or Habits on Sunday. I'm picking Vieira. It's, it's a no-brainer. But that's why I think this game tomorrow night is important, and why I think we need to see a good bit of Kai Habits for about half an hour at least. Because if we, he's, he, if he's coming on against tired PSV legs, you know, there's going to be opportunities for, for him. You know, whether he's coming on as a left lefty or even in the striking role he's definitely going to have opportunities to, to get himself something, whether it be a goal, whether it be an assist, an important pass. So I think this is an important game for him, even if I don't think he's going to start it. Um, another player that a lot of people are talking about, um, who I'd be amazed if he starts this game, but I think should get some minutes off the bench. Emil Smith-Rowe hasn't played a single minute of football this season. I think he's definitely going to start against Brentford next, uh, next, next week, but... Again, this is another opportunity like Kai Havertz. If there's half an hour left on the clock and we um, are in a position where we can bring him on, you, you have to, don't you? Because it's just getting ridiculous now to the point where he's he's just going to end up playing no football if it goes on like this.
2: Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I, I believe he was the natural successor for that left eight role once Shaka left James. Um, but with Martinelli now getting the injury, he said, you know, he felt his hamstring and he, he could, he's out tomorrow, but he could be back for Sunday. I don't think he's going to be in for Sunday, Martin Lenny James. I think he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, especially if, if it's hamstring. I, I can see him being out for a long time. So that does present opportunities, I feel, to Smith Rowe. Maybe not for starts until the Brentford game, but there's definitely chances for him to get minutes off the bench because I feel Trossard's definitely going to start in that left position. But if not, then, you know you've got Smith Rowe that can go out there. I still feel with push come to shove, and um, Arteta had to make the sub for that position. I think like what you said to me the other day that you wanted. I think he still. I think he'd pick Nelson above him now. I think Nelson's even in the pecking order above Smith Rowe at the moment.
0: Which, well, he is. I mean, does, what... says,
2: yeah, it does say a lot because obviously Nelson is one that again people still the jury's out on him. Um, and uh, uh, like me, I think that he's better actually on the right-hand side than the left-hand side. I'm one of the few that think he's better off the right, but uh, yeah, I could I could still see Arteta picking Nelson over Smith Rowe first in terms of subs.
1: Well, let's hope that Smith Rowe gets an opportunity in that left day Rob, because I yeah. think that that's where the minutes are there to be had. Mm. Um, even if you know, let's say the Brentford game rolls around and we want to give Erdegaard a rest, you could potentially play him in that right eight. So I think there's opportunities there for him. I just hope whenever he does play, he he grafts the nettle um, because he did get opportunities last season. He, he just never really did that well in any of them, if we're being quite yeah. honest. They, they, they weren't opportunities where he had an opportunity to make a name for himself. Um, not that he has to do that, but it would have been nice for him to have had a bit more impetus in the game. So yeah. I'm hoping he, he and, I, and really... I feel
2: sorry for him, James, because the, oh, the, the, yeah. the tournament in the summer, you look at it. I I thought that Anthony Gordon was a terrible sign in so far for Newcastle, but since that tournament in the summer and since he's come back, I've got to give him his props, mate. He's been fantastic for Newcastle. And then Gibbs white's been good for nottingham forest for a long time, but he had a fantastic tournament and he's still doing bits for nottingham forests so, and Smith Rowe sat there mm-hmm. I ain't got. A, I haven't had a game, let alone you He hasn't had
1: a minute, mate Yeah, hasn't there had you go, minute. that's it So so tomorrow it's night, just... hopefully we see yeah. some smith Smith ball from our number 10 But that brings me on to the final further to pitch, the attack I'm going to start with a question from Yamara G What would you think of an Enketia Jesus and Saka combo?
2: Well, Saka's one of them where if you even put gloves on him and said he's got to play and go, I think he'd perform. So he could he could go on the left hand side if Jesus is going to go on the right. Um, I I I said the other week, didn't I? I would like to see Jesus and Enketia together. I I, th- I think I think Jesus feeding and could be quite promising. I, I I think he's quite underrated in terms of uh, his ability to set to link and set things up. So yeah, I wouldn't begrudge that at all, but. I don't I don't think that's happening. I think he's gonna put hey I think Jesus is starting this one tomorrow, mate.
1: 100%. What would your front three be?
2: Uh be Jesus up top, Sakra on the right, obviously, and Trossard on the left.
1: So you're basically going for the front three that you reckon will start on Sunday as well?
2: I think he might start Eddie in the Derby. <sighs> yeah. That's,
1: that's a very, very bold call. call.
2: I know. I know. Well, I I thought that the weekend he was going to let Jesus play that one because he was going to let Eddie play this one and then he was going to put Jesus, but he might flip it and do it the other way now. Because there's I no think, way There's no way if Eddie doesn't start this one, he hasn't promised him he's going to start the next one. I, I, I don't know. I think
1: Jesus, I think we're at a point now where we've kind of managed his injury quite well. And yeah. if we can get him 60 minutes tomorrow night, I, I, I feel like for the derby, you've got to play your best players. And as much as I love Eddie and Ketia, it's got to be big Gabby for me. It's got. it got to
2: be. I, I, I know, day. but he, uh, Mikkel, I Yeah. Okay. He adores. He adores him, James. What's
1: he like? Well, look. Let's not jump the gun and start talking about the Spurs game because um, we've got another preview <laughs> yes. show coming yes, out yes, on yes, Thursday yes. night. Um, where We're going to be joined by Amanda, believe it or not. So goodness me, yes. the times they are a changing. As the kids it's, it's say, it's
2: one of it. It's one of them. If if I believe Hayes is going to start this one, if he goes and scores two or three, James, he can't drop him for the weekend, surely, after getting a hatchet, you know. No. So, it's, it's you've got to base it on what, what we're going to see and what's going to happen.
1: So, one player we've only really touched on who I think is well within a shout of starting this game is Reese Nelson. I'd really like to see him start and I think with the injury to Gabby Martinelli, he, he's going to get a few more minutes. Um, you know, if, if Martinelli's back by the weekend, which, like you, I think is wishful thinking, um, then maybe that, that won't be the case. But I think for this game, I would be inclined to keep Trossard wrapped up in cotton wool for the derby. And I'd really like to see Nelson get a game because we signed up to his new contract. I don't want him to be another player that is on the periphery uh, because that's what he has been for so long at Arsenal. I mean, he made his debut under Arsene Wenger, um, which is crazy. And he's still a young guy and he needs to play football. This is the perfect game for him. In my opinion, you know, he, he played in the era V's, He should be used to playing this type of opposition. Um, and my front front three would be Nelson on the left, Jesus through the middle and Saka on the right-hand side. I think that is mature and experienced enough to win this game, but it's it just seems to be ideal for someone like Reese Nelson to come in for. I I think he could be really dangerous in this one. And I can't emphasise it enough. He needs to play. Like Smith-Rowe, we signed him up to a deal um, we never should have signed him up to it if he's not going to get minutes. And so far this season, he's had a few splatterings here and there. You know, he came on against um, Manchester United, did well to uh, to win the ball, which led to the Fabio Vieira pass. Um, but he needs to play a substantial amount of time, and I want to see him, you know, right from the off in this game, especially for a Haaland kid that you know has been at the club for so long, had a few difficult spells, um, gone through a hell of a lot during his time at Arsenal. To finally be here on the world elite stage, surely this would be the ideal game for him, mate.
2: Yeah, I, again, I think, as, as per James, you're making fantastic points. It's just Trossard, Trossard's so good, though, isn't he? he he's fantastic. He's both footed He's arguably one of the best finishers. Uh, and like we said, we want to make a dent in this group. Uh, he's, he's just his end product is still so much better than Nelson's and it. I can't I can't see again Mikel dropping Trossard. I think if Martinelli was fit, obviously he's starting. They're gonna play all three, but yeah. He's, he's definitely. I think Trossard's playing this one, mate.
1: Would you rest I mean I wouldn't and I think you wouldn't as well, so I think it's a bit of a pointless question, but would <laughs> you rest Bakayo Saka?
2: I would love to rest for Kai James. But again, like I said about Ramsdale earlier, if there is one kid, you know, this guy single-handedly carried the club. He he deserves to hear that music and have his little, you know, Champions League badges on his sleeves.
1: Interesting question here from <laughs> Phil Macker. Is Arteta keeping Nelson and Smith Rowe for the English quota? I think that's a bit of an extreme... Take but um
2: I don't think he needs to, does he? No, he's got no. he's got a lot of them that are even foreign that make homegrown quota. I think Martinelli's got homegrown quota status now. Saliba so has as well. So yeah, R- Raya's Raya got it. So, yeah,
1: so we should we should yeah. be okay in the department. No. So just before we wrap up on the selected teams, from top to bottom, what's yours?
2: So I'm gonna go Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Rice. Odegaard. I'm going to stick with Vieira. I'm going to stick with Vieira. And then I'm going to go with Trossard, Jesus and Saka.
1: Lovely stuff. And I'm going to go very similar. I'm going to go Ramsdale in goal. Ben White at right back. A centre-back... Pe- well, actually, no. No, no. That's where I'm going to stop it there. Tomiyasu <laughs> at right back. Ben White and Gabriel as the centre-halves. Zinchenko at left back. Midfield free, Same as the weekend. Vieira, Erdegaard, Declan Rice at the base, and then a front three of Nelson, Jesus, and Bakayo Saka. I think that's got enough sensible rotation in it yeah. and enough quality to win. You this never game. know,
2: mate. He could go for it and go for the whole howl front three. He could do Eddie <laughs> Nelson and Saka. He could really back the <laughs> That'd back, be nice back, though, wouldn't back it? Back I mean- it would be lovely. It, I, I, it'd be a nice moment for
1: them all. Yeah. It would, yeah. And also I think it's good enough. Like I don't think yeah. I look at that front free and I'm like, oh, that's that's Europa League. Um, I actually think that is a good enough front free. Whether they work together as a free, I'm not so sure, but I love the idea of it. It'd be great to see. Hmm. Anyway, I think that pretty much brings us to the end of this podcast. So before we go, mate, what's your score prediction for the game? <laughs>
2: I am going to be the same as I was against Everton, even though I got it wrong. But I'm, go- I'm going to go for a 2-0 Arsenal win. Even though they are spanking teams by goals, I'm going to back us to keep a clean sheet.
1: 2-0 and a clean sheet at the Emirates. You, yeah. you are a very, very brave yeah. man. With, with
2: Ramsdow in goal as well.
1: Okay, with Ramsdale and goal, <laughs> I'm going to agree with Phil Macker. I'm going to go 3-0 to the Arsenal. Um, okay, Reese Nelson, 2. Gabriel Jesus, 1. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, it's have coming. You,
2: have you put? Not that I, you know, advocate gambling. It's very bad for you, but yeah, you. Before you, you finish your
1: sentence, the answer is no. Oh,
2: um, you're not. You're not going to put. You're not going to put a cheeky five pound down on it.
1: No, I've already had a couple of bits this season, yeah. and well, I uh, think
2: if you went for a three nil with two Nelson goals, you are looking at at least a two hundred plus return.
1: Well, it depends how much you have on it, mate. I'd be that could th- be that could be <laughs> yeah. a
2: solid that could be a solid su- You know, 75 or something to one,
1: that could be. It could. Well, don't get me tempted on the odds, mate, because I did also have (laughs) Arsenal to win to nil against Fulham. And, uh, well, (laughs) we all know how that went. So I'm never betting on an Arsenal game again because every time I seem to, it goes straight down the toilet. So, yeah, I'm not going to advocate gambling. Um, Good luck to you if you do it. It is is bad for you. It is bad. It is. But I tell you what's not bad. Champions League theme tune on repeat. Um, which it. is how I'm going to be spending the rest of my evening. So JJ, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Make sure you follow JJ on Twitter. His Twitter handle is right there. Make sure you subscribe to the James Johnston YouTube channel as well. We will be back uh, Thursday evening time at TBC, probably sometime between seven and nine o'clock. Um, we'll be joined by Amanda as well. And we will be taking a look back at tomorrow's night game against PSV and also, a look ahead to the game against Tottenham on Sunday. So lots to look forward to. JJ, thank you for coming on, mate. Much and,
2: obliged, thank uh, you.
1: Yeah, thank you to myself as well. So <laughs> um, thank you to everyone that's got in, uh, got in touch in the chat room. Apologies that um, we've not had time for any questions. Been a long old day, but uh, we're going to have some welcome relief tomorrow night, hopefully with a big Arsenal win. So from myself and JJ, Thank you for tuning in. And as always, up the Arsenal. See you later, guys. Bye bye.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.